0: Q and A You know there's something happening. This is not like a normal situation. Q and A holding. This country we are going to hell. We are back. Q and A holding. And Mr. C. Q and A holding. In this country we are going to hell. Q and A holding.
1: Not a whole lot, but at the same time, a whole lot. Oh my God, sometimes I think like that intro is like, can it, can it end finally? <laughs> it's a badass intro though. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So we are live. We are live here. It looks like um coming to you live. I am Mr. C and we got uh, right over here
0: i'm mr w that's mr w and hello everyone in foxhole and hey everybody. if you're over on the that one thing come over to the foxhole get, get off that one
1: thing because yeah, you know why yeah we all know what that one thing is but um so uh we're coming to you live it is the c report but we're uh doing a brief introduction since we're on a new network a new app the foxhole app we're very excited to be part of the family of america first patriots and uh, all the programming that's on there. So before we get the C-Report underway, we kind of just wanted to do a brief intro and uh, introduce ourselves um, and uh, and then get underway. So uh, why don't we start with that? Uh, this is Mr. W and Mr. C. <laughs>
0: I'm Mr. W and sometimes I wonder why I'm here. And, and uh, I'm here um, having fun. <laughs> but anyways, um, if you have any questions, hit us up real quick on that because uh, I can't type with of crap either. <laughs> so um, if, if you see a bunch of misspelled words, it's that,
1: cause I, I don't know how to spell either. <laughs> it's all good, W. Why don't we start by telling you a little bit about Q&A Holes, like uh, where we started since you're one of the founders of it. Um, just give us a skinny. Uh, we started out with Citizen Voice for Radio back in what,
0: 2013 and uh, we made it three years until um, 2016
1: and then we became Q&A Holes. Nice. Nice. So yeah. And then I joined the crew probably back in about what, um, August or so, maybe August, or yeah. July. Yeah, yeah we, it was. Yeah. There was a lot of transition in there, and uh, I don't know. It's been a it's been a fun ride. Let me tell you guys what since I've been on board. Uh, you know, we've covered a lot of things. We've done a lot of live events as well, like when we covered the uh, presidential debates, the VP debates. Uh, we covered some. You you guys covered the George Floyd riots uh, in the summer last Ooh. year. So you know, we got a lot of cool things going on here. And then of course we are um, America First, patriot minded uh, network here of uh, a. Holes, as you like, to, as we like to call ourselves, because yeah. we are Q and A-holes, <laughs> So, there's a lot to look uh, forward to. Um, yeah, and there's one thing uh, we're
0: really good at uh, when we screw up, especially on that one thing. Uh, we um, usually <laughs> censor ourselves because and they don't like it. And um, yeah, you, you know that one
1: station or channel? <laughs> yeah.
0: Starts uh, at the YMT. Any further, I'm going to pop this up here. These, these are our sponsors, but uh, since that one thing says that we're trying to scam people and dis, uh, disinformation on them, uh, don't go buy RMA wood chippers or his Mexican bologna, but please don't go visit uh, autoroutesplus.com. Don't buy a MyPillow, and please do not drink Seaforce. Yeah, nah. Is that good for you? Is that good?
1: Okay. All I think I think 30. they could handle it. Yeah, since they what they knocked us off for spam and stuff like that on the. Lo- we got another video banned. So, anyways, you guys on the you guys on the Foxhole app, you guys are no strangers absolutely to being banned, censored, shadow banned, and all that stuff. Um, I know some of the some of the shows that come out on um, the app, like um, I was familiar with, and I think they all got purged out at least, like, because we we i mean, we came in about like the. Around the first purge, but we still managed to sneak in between, you know, the lines and stuff oh. like that.
0: And I'm not the with Methods. He says, "Mr. C, you're already the best dressed man in foxhole. I <laughs> mean, look at him. I mean, I just like I to even get. don't a freaking jacket. I just I like I to get I had dressed. I but I think I threw it away or used it for a band aid or something." <laughs>
1: You used it to you used it to uh, to patch a wound. I'm a sure Yeah, there you go. I'll, Stop I'll, the blood.
0: I'll, I'll shoot people. And we're like, oh, you need a tourniquet? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But yeah, so oh, hey, thank, you. thank you, everyone in the chat for welcoming us. Uh, we have um, another co-host. He can't make it tonight. He'll be with us tomorrow. We have Joe, one of two. Uh, he's a, he's like our news director. He's he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow night on the regular show. And i I gotta go to my wife's liberals friend's birthday party here in a little bit. That's why I gotta take off and oh my God, mm-hmm, that should be fun. You'll have to tell us all about that. I'm gonna wear the shirt and this hat there too. <laughs> and see how that goes. I'll let you go
1: know how it goes tomorrow for sure, and don't forget, leave your mask at home. What's that? Good answer <laughs> oh, good w-
0: answer w Good answer I'm sorry, I'm sorry. awesome though, but um. Yeah, I'm going to jump off here and look Mr. C. He he does a, a, a weekly show, The C Report. Very good. Very informant. And, um, Thank you. I, I don't know. I didn't cut my grass
1: either, so I'm in trouble. So. <laughs> all right. So uh, Mr. W will be live from the doghouse tomorrow. <laughs> yes. And And uh, do let us know all the details on your uh, liberal adventure today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm woke. I'm awoke. I just woke up. Woke. Hey, yeah. Uh, that jacket's too red we need
0: to cancel your ass that offends me uh-oh, uh-oh uh-oh you know what happened what's that now let's see if he's i don't know if he's still here we're you offended he's offended yeah your mother's goat um yeah something like that
1: sounds like he said c-force in there Okay, okay. It's so a chill, dude. Chill. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. Calm all his go. ass okay. down. Okay. Calm his Thanks ass down. There we go. You
0: need to tell your you neighbor to calm down. <laughs> hey, I'll keep him under wraps for your show, but uh, I'll see you all tomorrow night, and thank you for uh, letting us come to your family here. We love you
1: guys, and I'll see you later,
0: Mr. C. Good luck,
1: buddy. All right, W. We'll see you on the flip side. Okay, guys, so we're going to get started with the C-Report. Get your seatbelts fastened, or don't, you know, and, uh, We'll see you in a sec. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of The Sea Report. Uh, We're coming to you guys live on several uh, broadcasting stations, podcasting, whatever you want to call them. We got you on Twitch, we got you on YouTube, and if you just saw, we are now on the Foxhole app and we're part of the Patriot family and we're very, very happy to be here. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump into today's report. Now, generally, um, The Sea Report will come to you guys Monday through Friday for about an hour or so. Every now and then I do run special reports that can go two hours. We did a couple of COVID special reports. We've done some um, crisis at the border special reports. We did a special report on the uh, Truman National Security Project. Now, if there are any of you people that like to dig around out there on the internet, I would highly recommend you look into the Truman National Project. Uh, they go under several different names, and these are all. this is where you get your Blinken, this is where you get your rogue generals, this is where you get all of your legislators who are woke, progressive, and they, they are literally trying to change the State Department and make it as woke as they did the department of defense and the military so that's something that you guys can uh check out for sure but all right so um what we want to do here tonight let me make sure i got everything going Uh, And now, uh, just so the audience is also aware from time to time, I will turn to chat uh, to see what's going on in there. Um, But if I don't, don't think I'm not paying attention. Um, But I do want to make sure I get through this report and also respect you guys' time. So I don't want to run too long because there are other great programs here on the Foxhole app. So um, I don't want to run into that. Now, let's go ahead and get here going. Um, The C-Report, at the C-Report, Trump always leads so let's get this man on the screen all right sorry about that he's little He's a little blown up right now. I, I have to remember not to say blown up because it could be taken under the wrong context. Okay, so what do we have going on with President Trump? Uh, we do like to address some of the issues that come up across this way and also to keep people informed. Because as you know, once President Trump was removed from the streams and once he was banned off of Twitter and all the big social media networks, there was basically a blackout on Trump. And uh, to that fact, we do like to present some of it because he's got a total media blackout. Now, if you're following the news, if you know what's going on, then you know for a fact that this man is just, he just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up and uh and basically basically he's just being a big thorn in the side to the legacy media the mainstream media whatever you want to call them um and i truly believe that he'll be using their networks to kind of rub it in their faces you know regardless of whether or not he sponsors a new social app or if he becomes part of a new social app which i hear the likes of like mike lindell and other um rich patriots are developing. Um, uh, We still want to make sure that we can get the message out. After all, he is the 45th president of the United States, and we all know that he was along with the American people and the constitution was a victim of a coup that took place in November. All of us saw it in broad daylight. All of us saw this happen. We all know the score. At least one third of America knows what's going on. You know, 75 to 80 million people know what's going on. And it's important that we hear the words of our president because Joe Biden, who I like to call illegitimate Joe, he is after all optically seating in the office. So um, Joe Biden's uh, presidency is just an optical illusion. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So what what do we have going on this past weekend with Trump? Uh, Trump was um, down in Florida in Mar-a-Lago, where he tends to be these days, uh, living out his old age. Nah, I don't think so. I think he might be still running some things from Mar-a-Lago, if you ask me. But uh, they had the Republican National Committee meeting down there. And I guess, you know, it's just getting all these uh, moneyed and and, uh, corporate types, uh, down there to get donations and stuff like that. Um, we had a, uh, article that I'd pulled out of Politico and, out, and I will also pull articles sometimes just so you know, but, uh, he was down in Florida and there was some leaks that came out of it. I was looking for possibly some footage, maybe some audio clips, but I was not able to find any. Um, but it was down there in Mar-a-Lago. Now, the actual event was at a Palm Beach hotel about four miles out from Mar-a-Lago. But whenever it was time for Trump to give his speech um, and to actually close out the session, uh, they, uh, the uh, delegates and all the uh, legislators, um, Republican legislators were bused to uh, Mar-a-Lago where Trump could then uh, give his closing remarks. And uh, Governor DeSantis uh, was his opening speaker and stuff like that. Now, um, there were a couple of things that Trump did um, make some remarks on. Now, if you're following um, President Trump, or if you're uh, so you so happen to be able to get in. Um you know, touch with some of the things that he's saying, you can go to donaldjtrump.com, 45office.com. Basically, he's doing a bunch of press releases right now, and those seem to be pretty effective, except for when they don't post them on time on his website, and then Mr. C can't read them until a week later, because that's happened at least once so far. But anyway, so um, uh, President Trump was uh, heard to have made remarks about McConnell. Um, Of course, he called him a stone-cold loser and a dumb son of a bitch. Um, And I think we can all see why, if you think about uh, the way McConnell's been nothing but a snake in the grass the whole time, um, we don't want to hear about that. Then there's Pence, of course. Of course, he was sorely disappointed in Pence, like we all are sorely disappointed in Pence. But I'll be honest with you guys, I was never a Pence fan from the jump. I don't trust any man who only sits for dinner with his wife. That's just a bold-faced lie. I mean, come on. That's just bleh. And then there's some other things that probably some of you guys out there are savvy to or may have heard about in regards to Pence. And some of the, I don't know... Business dealings. I'm sure that's how he thinks of them that he may be involved in, and maybe some sealed indictments that his name are included on, but we'll have to wait and see on that. And then, of course, uh, He had remarks on Fauci, of course, uh, because Fauci, of course, is uh, so full of crap, at least our President 45 could say it to the audience. So we also had here Trump's biggest applause line, according to sources in the room, was when he said the GOP would win back the House in 2022 and the presidency in 2024, and he also lavished praise on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, South Dakota Governor Governor Kristi Noem, and Wisconsin uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, that's how I like to refer to him, Um, but when he was harshly critical of people like former VP Mike Pence and Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, it's noted that few people applauded. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that or not. Uh, a lot of name-calling going on and stuff like that. But uh, that was basically just the wrap of it. Of course, uh, there's uh, more things that were going on with Trump. Like, you know, he's been responding to uh, the recent Georgia election reformate, uh, reform um laws that they passed over there uh, he's been uh, calling out uh, you know different members of the legacy media in regards to their rap smear campaigns against him you know where they just like throw a story out there and run with it regardless of the truth and uh, just depend on the lemmings of the world to believe it without actually digging into it to learn that these are false stories that they're telling of course we call it fake news um, Republican national senatorial Committee also awarded to President Donald Trump the their first ever inaugural Champion of Freedom Award. So I got this from the Republican National Senatorial Committee website. It said, This weekend, NRSC Chairman Rick Scott presented President Donald J. Trump with NRSC's inaugural Champion of Freedom Award. This award is presented to conservative leaders who have worked tirelessly to create good jobs, protect the values that make our country great, and stop the Democrat socialist agenda. As President Donald Trump delivered the American people by appointing three pro-Constitution judges, of course, we all see how that went, uh, and also cutting taxes for the middle class families and creating jobs and securing the border. And we all know how that's going. We'll talk about the border a little bit later on. President Trump is a proven champion for all Americans, said NRSC chairman Rick Scott, Um, Let's see. Throughout the administration, he made clear his commitment to getting government out of the way of people's success, paving the way for American families and job creators to reach new heights. President Trump fought for American workers, secured the border, and protected our constitutional rights. We are grateful for his service to our country and are honored to present him with the NRSC's first Champion of Freedom Award. Uh, Trump also... Took the time this uh, past week to blast uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas. So maybe some of you guys are familiar with what's going on there with uh, this uh, soon-to-be former governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson. Now, the... uh, The uh, Arkansas legislature actually passed a bill back in about mid-March that would ban the state of Arkansas from performing experimental uh, medicine or treatment on children who have gender dysphoria. So uh, Arkansas... Stepped up to the plate. They said this is experimentation on children. If it's happening under eight, the age of 18, they should not uh, be allowed to do these things. And then, of course, uh, good old Rhino himself, Asa Hutchinson, decided to veto the bill on April 5th. He vetoed the bill, and the legislature of Arkansas fired right back. And on April 6th, they overrode that veto. So good job, Arkansas, for standing uh, standing up for your values. Um In a uh, press release from Trump, he had said about Asa Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson, the lightweight rhino of Arkansas, just vetoed a bill that banned the chemical castration of children. Trump said in a statement to reporters, Bye-bye, Asa. That's the end of him. Fortunately, the great state of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, will have um, her running for governor in the next uh, election run. So that's going to be in 2022. Something very, very good to look forward to um, having Sarah Sanders run for governor of Arkansas. I know if I lived in Arkansas, I would probably um, I would probably vote for her myself. But all right guys, so that was what we had going on there. Now Asa did return a slam against um President Trump, but it really wasn't a slam. I mean, it really wasn't uh, it was very mild. But of course, CNN needs to get their headlines. They need to get their clickbait. So him saying uh we should keep um we should keep uh, you know, big government out of our uh uh, hospitals and away from our parents' decisions. I kind of like the way one Fox kind of, guys, I don't like Fox. I, I know they're fake. We also call them faux. but, uh, you got to pick up some news. And, uh, one of their commentators, one of their hosts had actually, uh, made the point that if you're going to allow, uh, something like experimental drugs to be used on children and, and these are permanent things and it, that's everything from treatment to, uh, surgery, uh, to even referring them, um, we may as well, uh, you know, lower the minimum age of drinking. We may as well let kids drive. We may as well let kids get married at 12. I mean, that's pretty much what they want anyways, right? Going on if we're talking about uh, some of these black hat or deep state uh, type characters. So anyways, that's just a little bit of the news going on with uh, President Trump. We do keep him in the headlines because after all, no one else does. So uh, you'll be hearing about Trump every now and then when we've got a story to tell. I'm sure some of you guys miss him, if not all of you. Um, I know I do. All right, guys. So let's move on to our next story for today. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start talking about some COVID stuff. Now, the COVID conundrum has been one big issue after the other. Now, I don't know how you guys feel, although I could probably guess because after all, Uh, we are here, right? Um, But this whole thing is just a big sham. Of course, COVID is right. And, you know, for the sake of some of the platforms out there, we have to kind of uh, put disclaimers on ourselves. But um, something else had come out because now we have not just uh the whole mask thing which was just a muzzle and it was stupid to begin with and they don't work then we have this whole vaccine thing which is just ridiculously unsafe because after all this is gene therapy not a vaccine that they are giving to the world at large and then they're pushing so hard and then we have the vaccine passports which is just an utter violation of every medical protection there is out there aside from the the fact that it will cause mass discrimination against people like us who will not be getting the vaccine. Because I always like to say, we are people of a healthy body and a sound mind and we know how vaccines work. So how could they expect us to take this experimental vaccine, which is just gene therapy, you know, and then uh, call it a day, you know, that's not going to happen. And people like me, oh, let me tell you what, there's, I mean, we're maskless. I'm, I'm coming to you guys from the great state of Texas. And, uh, you know, our governor did decree through executive order that we would not have to follow these COVID orders anymore. And so, you know, I've been pretty maskless. I've been maskless since then. Um, I, I just wonder what took me so long to do it, honestly. But um, it's been quite an interesting time since then. And, and you know, I was uh I was actually out uh and about the other week weekend and um first few times out I, w- I had no problems. I had no problems with uh without having a mask. Uh last time I was out there was some pushback, but again I hate to say it, but I had to use the discrimination card, and I put a few managers at a few different businesses in their spot pretty quickly. But again, you know, um, it's all in how you deal with it. It's all in how you handle it. I do believe, America, that it is time to take our masks off. That's right, take your masks off, America. Because they are going to keep pushing these vaccines and they are going to keep pushing these passports as long as they have this visual cue of how many people they are controlling. So take off your masks. And I say, I say respond in kind, you know, because um, some of these people are just so brainwashed. They don't really know. But if you take the time or if you just have that moment, uh, you never know who you could be reaching. And I could tell you for a fact, even though the last time I was out, I had to deal with uh, two managers and three lemming employees. Um, When we got to our final destination on my trip, there was a family, there was a couple, uh, an older couple that approached myself and and my sis who I was with that time. And we're both maskless right now. Um, And they were like, it's so good to see people without a mask on in public. And, you know, I really feel like we were their strength and they were our strength and together, In numbers, we were able to just, you know, laugh about it, compare notes, and then, you know, find ways that we can arm each other moving forward like they hadn't thought about the whole discrimination thing. Uh, But when you think about it, um, if you are requiring people to show your papers, to get into a sports event, to get into a restaurant, and let me tell you, the restaurants were even more apprehensive about not having a mask until I told the whole restaurant I had a medical condition and my medical condition is a clean bill of health and a sound mind and that's good enough for me to use so um, yeah, most definitely uh, I would say be the strength for the people who are brave enough to um, wear no mask because we've seen the pushback, we've seen the lemmings and we know the government is depending on the private sector, your friends, your bosses and your neighbors and your co-workers to oppress you and force you to get this vaccine and force you to to wear a mask. But we're not going to do it, right, guys? Now, there was a big story that had kind of broke this past weekend. I'm sure a lot of y'all are familiar with. And that was in regards to um, the rapper, uh, hip-hop artist DMX, passing away this past weekend. Now, there was a whole bunch of rumor going on. Um, uh, Was it the COVID vaccine or was it the uh, drug overdose? Now, this is a supposed drug overdose. So uh, in going back to search for this story, I noticed that there was a ton of Stories that were just circulating in the legacy media, the mainstream media, that were saying that were saying um, that it was a drug overdose. That he, his heart, he had a heart, a massive heart attack. He went into a vegetable state from a drug overdose. You know, and um, I know I had seen a headline somewhere that was talking about the connection to the COVID vaccine and DMX. So I found the article finally, and it was actually from um, MTO News. And MTO News uh, actually got an exclusive interview with one of his family members. And this is what they had to say. Now, I'm going to read a brief of the article. It says, MTO News spoke with a member of the Simmons family. That's DMX's real last name, Simmons, who believes that it was not drugs that caused the heart attack. In an exclusive interview, MTO News spoke with DMX family member who told us that the rapper received the COVID vaccine about a week before he suffered from the heart attack. DMX's family member told MTO News, DMX got the vaccine when they opened it up to people over 50. He got it so he could travel and perform, stuff like that. Now, New York State opened the COVID-19 vaccinations for people over the age of 50 in mid-March, and the family members suspect that the DMX, uh, DMX's heart attack could have been a reaction to the vaccine, The family members explained everyone in the news keeps saying that DMX had a drug overdose. How do they know? I'm in the family and the doctor never told me anything about a drug overdose. So that's from the horse's mouth itself, guys. So that was a story I was looking forward to let you guys know. There could be this connection (coughs) between the vaccine and what happened to this former hip-hop rap star. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, one of the details of that story is that he went into a vegetable state. I've never heard of a heart attack causing such a thing, but I guess it could happen. I guess it could happen. But I do know that a lot of people talk about having a very heavy brain fog um, or the likes whenever they've had the vaccine or the experimental gene, gene therapy shot. Um, so that's something to be aware of. Now, we've also covered some of the um, COVID oppression that's happening out there around the world uh, because, of course, this whole pandemic, um, wherein it happens on every continent in the world, right? we're seeing a lot of things, guys, that are very telling. And I know I know, a lot of our audience out there is paying attention and they are aware of these things. But, you know, we've seen everything from Australia and New Zealand, uh, housing people and arresting people for not getting their shots on time. We see that they have COVID hotels in Canada where, um, where they force uh, their own citizens to go into these uh, hotels and force them to pay out of their own pocket as a form of quarantine from traveling or the likes. Um, Well, now we have some new reports out of Canada. Uh, We showed you guys one where there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, Canadian police or Mounties like basically blocking off a sandwich shop so that People couldn't go in and get a sandwich. Like, this is crazy, guys. This is pretty crazy. And I always say it starts in China, moves to the crown colonies, and then it hits America. So y'all guys better watch out for that. Now, over there in uh, Canada, a story that I got from The Right Scoop talks about a jailed pastor um, who had his church uh, had his church closed down. And then fenced off. So now they're making sure that um, the good citizens of Canada cannot even attend church or mass. Um, It says here in the article, the pastor of Grace Life Church in Alberta, Canada, was jailed after turning himself into the police for violating the government's COVID restrictions on worshiping God. I kind of wonder about that. He turned himself in, huh? On Wednesday of this week, the cops raided the church, shutting it down and fencing it off, even putting a black tarp over the entrance to the Lord's house. On Friday, they added even more fencing and more armed police when members of the church continued to show up. On Sunday, worshipers from the closed-down church showed up anyways and in protest and in solidarity. And dozens of COVID cops shock troops, um, maybe hundreds of them, invaded that um, that protest as well. And it was a pretty crazy scenario. So how about we look at some video from that, guys? Let's take a look at what they have going on over there in the Great North. All right, so let's see here. This is just a video I got off Twitter. These are the uh, church members standing in solidarity with their closed down church. And there you can see the fencing all the fencing right over in there—pretty crazy. It'd be cool if uh, the pasture had some backbone like that one in—was uh was it the United Kingdom, I believe? And he was like, "Get out, out!" I say, Gestapo, <laughs> not welcome here. But yeah, so there's some of that, and then I got some here also of the actual cops. All
0: right, the police.
1: So we're at close to, to 200 cops now.
0: The fence uh, gas masks visors companies. and stuff gas well, masks well, for gas that the are here 200 cops
1: in and a helicopter men in
0: uniform that, that 40 vehicles for one church no now
1: the shock troops are coming that's crazy guys this is canada
0: gas masks so they're getting ready for uh, pepper spray protection from churches 200, cops Nazis yeah. church, 200 from churches yeah. on the wrong side
1: so you guys see that going on there in uh let me check this one yeah. down too okay you guys see that going on there in canada um and uh well some stuff like that in america well guess what we had the same stuff going on here in America. You could probably guess where. You could probably guess where. In our uh, beloved state to the west, California. Yeah, right. That rundown state, right? Well, from NBC Los Angeles, uh, Burbank puts a chain link fence around Tinhorn Flats in an effort to finally stop its operations. So apparently, we had a, uh, we had a restaurant out in California, Burbank, California, called Tinhorn Flats who has defied these COVID laws from the jump. You know, when uh, Governor Newsom was saying, you have to clear the streets for me and my friends so we can go have dinner indoors and you guys have to stay outdoors, they were still running it. When they shut them down from being outdoors, they were still running it. So they've been in defiance of them this whole time. And finally, the city of Burbank put up a chain link fence on Saturday around the restaurant um, and we also had some people going out for support now the fence was erected around the business which is located at 2623 West Magnolia Boulevard telling you guys for a reason to prevent the owners of the Tin Horn Flat Saloon and Grill from reopening with unsafe conditions due to covid and also due to a court approved shut off of electricity and a preliminary injunction that granted that was granted on Friday to prevent the restaurant from operating without a county health permit and City Conditional Use Permanent. Um, and that was stated by the Burbank Police Lieutenant Derek Green. Interestingly enough, uh, Tin Horn uh, Tinhorn Flats owner, his name is Barrett Lebeshplan, um, lives in Thailand, and his children operate the restaurant. And uh, he told the Los Angeles Times that he supports his son's actions, and his son was basically removing the sandbags and the fences so they could open up shop um, when he was arrested. And that he is not going to pay the roughly $50,000 fine that the city has slapped on him for violating these COVID regulations. Um, The owner is quoted to have said, show me one shred of evidence how I am endangering the public. And this has nothing to do with safety or the public. It's never been about that. The whole thing is about fear and control. So uh, that gentleman definitely does seem to know what is going on. Um, And, uh, yeah, so you see, the state of California is already putting up fences and stuff around, you know, businesses. Like, what right do they have to do that? You know, uh, there was a headline I'd read somewhere about uh, this whole shutdown process basically being the largest or the hugest wealth transfer from um, the poor to the weak, uh, from the uh, the um, Main Street to the Wall Street, so that's also something to think about. No one's talking about it, guys. No one's talking about it. Now, Fauci, of course, came out this past weekend, and he said it's still not okay to drink and eat indoors, even if you have had the vaccine. Now, this is why it's just crazy, guys. This is why I'm saying masks off. Like, it's just time to take off your mask and say you're discriminating against me, I have a medical condition. You don't have to tell them you have a healthy body and a sound mind, but you do need to tell them you have a medical condition and uh, they'll lay off of you real quick because they don't want to get sued, you know? Anyways, um, we also had uh, we also had Representative Biggs of Arizona introducing a bill to ban the COVID vaccine passports, which is great. Um, he did say I am proudly dis- oh I am profoundly excuse me I am profoundly disturbed that the Biden administration would even consider imposing vaccine passports on the American people my private healthcare decisions and yours are nobody else's business vaccine passports will not help our nation recover from COVID-19 instead they will simply impose more big brother surveillance on our society Couldn't have said it better Mr. Biggs but here's the thing though Is it really necessary for us to pass COVID legislation against these passports? We already have laws on the books that protect us. How do you think I was able to get around all of that? We have the ADA, the American Disabilities Act. We have HIPAA laws that protect us and, uh, you know, protect our right to have privacy in regard to our health and our, you know, our well-being. So we really don't need these vaccine passports. We really don't need new legislation. What we need are red-blooded American patriots or American first patriots or just people who value their health and their own security and the right to, to do what they want with their bodies, right? To stand up and say, enough. You cannot discriminate against me for coming into a store or a restaurant or even a private business without, I mean, even because like I said, government's going to depend on the private sector and you guys are probably already feeling it. I know I am. And we've done reports on the C report. I had one of my viewers send in um, a letter uh, from their boss that said he requires to get the COVID vaccine or they will be fired, you know, and we filed that report here on the C report. So it is here, America. America. It is here, and uh, we need to stand up now, and I would say don't be rude about it, because let me tell you what, it took me a minute to get that, I I just wanted to just go off on people, but no, I was just, nope, just polite, look them straight in the eyes and tell them I have a medical condition. I could have been doing this from the jump, guys, but I don't know, Um, I don't know, we'll see what's up. So that's just a little bit of the COVID conundrum. I think I had part of that bill here, but I don't I don't got to show it to you guys unless you want to see it. Uh let's see here. That was the bill from uh Representative Biggs. Uh, Unnumbered as of yet, but you know the basic language to prohibit agencies from issuing vaccine passports and for other purposes. And the other funny thing about that, guys, is that this is all for you know government federal agencies that they're passing these laws and regulations because obviously there's no government agency that's gonna that's gonna infringe on your rights or impinge on your rights, right? There's no government agency that's gonna do that. They know that that would be trampling our constitutional rights, and that's why Fauci and every single one of them has said the private sector the private sector, private business, your friends, your neighbors, your family, your co-workers and your bosses, they're the ones that are going to be enforcing it. And that's what we see happening. All right, guys. Okay, so let's get off the COVID topic. (laughs) I'm already approaching the top of the hour and I'm not even halfway through. Okay. Oh, who is that I got on the screen there? We're going to talk about Uh, We're going to talk about the border now, guys. We are going to talk about the border. Uh, I got a picture of uh, Kamaniwale Harris there on the uh, screen there because she was recently uh, or he was recently confronted by um, Governor Abbott, our governor of Texas, uh, in a letter. Some of you guys probably heard about um, the story that was coming out of San Antonio at the end of the week uh, where Governor Abbott had received separate individual reports of, uh, sexual abuse against the children, um, that are being housed there in a, a temporary migrant facility. Now they're being housed at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, a report of 1,370 unaccompanied minors. And, uh, let's see if I can pull up that, uh, memo for you. Now I was just, um, tickled. <laughs> I was just tickled, uh, by, uh, Governor Abbott's response to, um, to, uh, senator harris there uh this is the letter that he wrote uh to her i just loved what he said so it says dear vice president harris let me blow it up for you guys dear vice president harris uh i say president vice president select harris earlier this week the texas health and human services commission and the texas department of family and protective services received complaints alleging child abuse and neglect inside the unaccompanied minor facility at the freeman coliseum in san antonio The complaints include allegations of sexual assault, a shortage of staff to properly supervise the children inside the facility, and that the children in the facility are not eating throughout the day. The complaints also allege that the children who have COVID-19 are exposed to other children. So that was a list of the complaints. Um, I really liked this part right here. He says, in your role as border czar, like our governor actually... Called her the border czar. On an official letterhead, you have a duty to these children and the American people to act immediately. In your absence, the state of Texas is taking action. I have directed the state, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Texas Rangers to investigate the aforementioned allegations, and that investigation is already underway. Now, as soon as we have any more details on that story, we will let you know. But we have not received an update as of yet. Um, The letter closes down here by um, listing the reports that were actually sent to him. So we see here on uh, April 6th at 9.32 a.m., he received a report alleging that the bathrooms are not supervised during showers. The boys are not properly monitored and are engaging in sexual behavior in the showers. There is concern about staff ratio at night. There is no staff training and there are no first aid or CPR certifications for direct staff. And the children are not being reunified uh, another report of the same day um, a little later at 9:33 a.m. said the children do not have enough to eat throughout the day there is not enough staff watching the children and children may be left with no supervision overnight there is sexual acting out between the children and children are uh, children who are homosexual may be bullied. And finally, he received another report on April 7th saying uh, children are not eating enough food. There are no concerns about the amount of supervision and children who may be homosexual are being bullied. Now, that's that is definitely a concern. I know some of you guys probably heard about that terrible story that came out this weekend um, about a 10 year old girl who was uh, brutally gang raped by other children in these uh, migrant camps. And really, there's no telling what else could be going on. Um, Now, in response to what was happening here in San Antonio, Governor Abbott did hold a press conference at the uh, Freeman Coliseum. And uh, basically, that's when he was calling out Kamala Harris and the federal government. He's the, you know, um, like the states of like Louisiana and Texas have already taken steps to sue the federal government um, to get money back or to recompensate what we're spending out of our states to battle this border crisis that Biden initiated himself when he stopped the building of the wall. And he basically opened the gates for these migrants to come through. And if you guys think I'm being dramatic by saying he opened the gates there are pictures we've shown him here on the sea report where these what 20 foot 30 foot gates that go about 20 feet across you could fit like four or five f4 hundreds uh, through are literally wide open and it's the perfect photo op for these uh, illegal immigrants to stand and take a picture i tell you what guys america never saw that wall until this border crisis because the legacy media did not show it And now people are probably going like, where the hell did that thing come from? Anyways, there was a response from a San Antonio commissioner, precinct commissioner, by the name of Tommy Calvert Jr., and uh, Tommy Calvert Jr., who in a response said, I actually think the governor, after his tour, having both of us seeing the same thing, I don't think he'll reach the same conclusion about the sexual abuse and the neglect that's going on there. First of all, that's a misstatement. And this was not a misstatement. He intentionally said that this is just a good example of the dirty politics that happened. Now, San Antonio is dirty, 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 dirty but you can get a well-dressed Obama wannabe on TV and tell them that everything's okay and that Abbott took the tour and the people of San Antonio are pacified. Now, Governor Abbott did not take the tour He wanted to ensure that the Rangers went in there to do this investigation and the Texas Department of Health and Human Services went in there and he was only going to go in there if they did not allow them in. So Abbott didn't take the turn. I don't It doesn't bother me that he didn't take the tour. He came down to San Antonio. He said what he had to say and he set the Rangers on them. But that just goes to show this was an outright outright lie by um, a San Antonio precinct commissioner. He's commissioner of precinct four. So I, I dug a little bit around on this guy, right? Um, he, and, uh, it seems like he started off well, he had one goal and one thing that he did well for the city. But after that, you could tell that the money interests had him in his pocket. He gave a speech at the, uh, San Antonio Democrat convention, uh, in 2016 and basically said, it's more important that we get Americans to read again, not to make America great again. Come on, Tommy, what the hell's up with that? Right. Okay. So anyways, uh, Tommy Calvert also extended an invitation to first woman select Jill Biden to do a photo op down here in San Antonio just to make sure that the people of San Antonio were appeased and wouldn't try and sneak into the Freeman Coliseum. But uh, we'll see about that. All right, guys, let's move on a little bit more. We're going to do a little bit more COVID stuff here. Who's that? <laughs> you guys know who this is. Skeletor herself. Well, actually, just to catch you guys up, I, I I refer to this woman, this degenerate Nancy Pelosi. I call her Hoods Pelosi. Let me tell you why. Because uh, you're going to be like, who the hell is he talking about? Hoods Pelosi. Now, when I first saw this, <laughs> I was like, this woman needs a Her makeup team, she needs her hairdresser and the ones that she doesn't, you know, blame or trying to set her up. But uh, (laughs) I was like, she does a terrible job on her makeup. Look at these eyebrows right here. And then you have this right here. I thought she had like two sets of eyebrows. And then I realized it was actually the shading from her eye sockets. So she's got some uh, eye hoods. So I call her Hoods Pelosi. Look, there's some more examples. Eye Hoods Pelosi. Hey, Hoods Pelosi, what's up? sounds like, it looks like you need to get your makeup artist back in effect because you don't do a good job, girl. Okay, so Hood Pelosi had some stuff to say and it really caused an outrage. I know you guys heard it, so we're going to play it just to get that uh, archived here on the C-Report. But let's go and play just a couple of minute, a seconds from that because she didn't waste too much time. But uh, man, what she had to say really said a lot. there is it's about three things it's about restructuring how we do what is happening there because we were in a very bad situation under the trump administration it's about a rest- okay i'm gonna pause there i apologize the sound was low uh it took me forever to find a sound clip that wasn't much lower than that like they were really muting out or uh really dampening the sound on this video now you guys heard what she said She said we're in a really good place at the border. And uh, she also said that um, we were in a worse off condition under Trump. Now, what that says to me, when she says we're at a really good place at the border, she's like, yeah, all of these kids are coming in. All right. We're going to fill up our coffers. We're going to have our warehouses full because Lord knows for the last four years when the wall went up and Trump ended about 80 to 90 percent of human trafficking on the southern border on the southern border and it's now wide open all their all of their child warehouses are filling up guys they have so many kids coming over here when she says we're doing better now she's talking to corporate america she's talking to that second america she's talking to the shadow america that was in charge of this company, country for the last what 50 60 decades or more right um so that's who she's addressing when she says that because everyone knows for a fact that the border was secure when President Trump was optically in office and that now, well, I mean, there's so many more heads for Biden to sniff, they're doing pretty good. So that raised a little bit of outrage. I know there was a lot of pushback that she was getting in on that, but in another story that I found kind of outrageous in regards to this whole COVID conundrum, right? We have the federal government redirecting federal employees to assist at the border with these children what is that is just ridiculous now we showed you in our last episode an email from um an employee at nasa and in that email they were asking uh, employees of nasa to take time to go help on the border isn't that crazy guys nasa Uh, i mean we're not going to the moon We're not going to Mars. And Lord knows that NASA probably ruined all of that technology under Obama. Hmm. So, yeah, NASA's pretty much grounded. So why not just go have them and redirect all of that hard-earned taxpayer money to go support a cause that uh, is destroying our country and endangering the lives of everyone in Toto, not just Americans, but also the the people coming from their countries, uh, whether that's uh, Honduras or Mexico or whether that's Yemen. Huh. You know we have uh, we have a very serious humanitarian crisis going on now. The New York the New York Times reported the desperate plea landed this week in the email boxes of employees in government agencies like the Department of Homeland Security and NASA. Uh, will you consider taking a four month paid leave from your job to help care for migrant children in government run shelters? Packed with new arrivals at the border. And no, guys, I don't read the New York Times, but I do read headlines. And sometimes you got to read, you know, the enemy's articles to see what they're telegraphing. Um, so this is this is exactly uh, what I'm talking about here is ridiculous. You know, now Breitbart reports that... Um, the reported redeployment of thousands of federal employees to aid border crossers comes as the Biden administration has seen the United States-Mexico border become overwhelmed as a result of the policy changes made by the president in the first few weeks of office. I don't need to repeat those policy changes. I'm sure we all remember them. Um, I mean, basically just undid everything that Trump did. Uh- <laughs> Probably made himself look like a lunatic even more so. Um, the report continues. In March, federal and in- federal immigration officials apprehended nearly one thousand seventy border crossers, including more than eighteen thousand six hundred unaccompanied children, nearly fifty three thousand family units, and nearly ninety seven thousand single adults, which allegedly they're sending back under a, a Trump era. Legislator, the surge in illegal immigration under Biden marks a 72 percent increase in a single month, and a 243 percent increase compared to last March. And so you, you, I know you've heard the people saying. Oh, well, um, it was worse under Trump. Uh, uh, In April of last year, we had X amount. Well, no, new numbers are showing that, in fact, it is worse under Biden. And just the amount of unaccompanied minors that are coming in. And it's a sad story, guys. Like, this is sad. It's terrible. It's sad. What is happening at the border? And, you know, they're being housed basically all across America. I mean, there were stories about them being flown out, like Texas, Texas taxpayers, Paying for COVID hotel, I mean COVID, paying for immigrant hotels, um, paying for their bus fare, Uh, you know, up in New York, they're getting like what, $15,000 or something like that. Like, shoot guys, like this is insane waste of our money. But there was one good thing to note out of this and not from the Southern border itself, but the Western Journal did report that Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, actually told the Biden administration, No. I'm sorry, you're not going to be housing migrants here in my state. So good for you, Iowa, because whenever I was uh, thinking about it and I was like, well, why on earth, why on earth would we be sending immigrants into the interior? Like that's totally counterintuitive. Like, even though it's going to overrun my state and, you know, Arizona and New Mexico and California. And if you want to consider the Gulf states a border, I mean, I guess you could, right? Um, um, <clears throat> uh, we shouldn't be sending them into the interior because they're going to be much harder to get once they get there. Well, um, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, said no to housing immigrants or to migrants, illegal immigrants, aliens, whatever you want to call them, calling the border crisis a national security issue. Reynolds slammed the federal government for its open border policy and lack of transparency, citing drug and human trafficking, which already affects Iowans. Um, She went after the Health and Human Services Department. Uh, She says, we will not do that. We do not um, we do not have the facilities. We are not set up to do that. This is not our problem. This is the president 's problem. He is the one that 's opened the borders. He needs to be responsible for this, and he needs to stop it. So at this point, no, she added emphatically in regards to holding them. Um, she also has said, we have kids that we 're having trouble placing right now that are Iowa children. She said states need to take a look at that and not be inundated. And, of course, she's speaking about the foster care system in Iowa when she was saying that. Um, The article also went on to say that 10 sheriffs in the state slammed President Joe Biden over the crisis at the border. And all are opposed to the state taking in refugees at this time. Um, It also says completing this poll and... That's some extra stuff. Okay, so yeah, so that's bit, that's pretty interesting. I thought that was pretty courageous of this um, this state governor to stand up for um, the people of her state of state of Iowa and just basically say no, say no to any of this. Um, it's a terrible situation, and we'll have to see what is going to come of it. It's indefinitely a crisis at the border. Don't let anyone tell you anything else about it all right guys let's see what we got here next for you and we'll go ahead and take that off so yeah well this has been fun guys all right so what i'm gonna do now is i'm going to kind of open things up here a little bit all right guys so Um, That's pretty much actually going to wrap up the report today. I think I actually spoke a lot faster than I normally do uh, because I was thinking with uh, having W on at the head of this that um, I was probably uh, not going to uh, have the time to finish the report, but it's been great. Um, Thank you again for tuning into the C-Report. Now, if any of you all are um, curious about uh, the C-Report or Q&A Holes podcast, I would encourage you to step over to our website. We have all the links there if you're watching us on Foxhole And uh, since I have a few moments here, I'm going to go ahead and go down into the chat room over on Foxhole and see what we got going on here. We have quite a few people tuned in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Check out our links. We got the Q&AHolesPodcast.com and also we're on TikTok and TikTok actually is, even though TikTok actually just banned one of our videos for violating user guidelines. We had a COVID video that talked about the mRNA vaccines. Let's just talk. Oh, who the heck is that? Let's just talk a bit about that real quick before I wrap up because <clears throat> when I started to really understand what was going on with this uh, this supposed vaccine and what it really is, I mean that really is what triggered me, for the lack of a better word, to really follow suit and take a stand against this. Because um, these mRNA vaccines, messenger, recombinant, whatever NA stands for, right, nucleosylic acid or whatever it is, like, um, th- that is something that is causing your body to grow COVID inside of you. That's not natural. It is not natural at all. We, we Like I said our our, uh, our society has been indoctrinated into how vaccines work for like what? The last hundred years plus at least? And now they expect us to believe that uh, you still have to wear a mask, you're still not protected after you get your vaccine. And basically they're just brainwashing the younger generations who are not going to remember these things and they're killing off the older generations a la um, nipple rings Cuomo up in New York who went ahead and sent a bunch of people to their death by uh, forcing uh, nursing homes to- to take COVID patients in, uh, we know what was the head of a. Uh the new secretary for the health and human services department, I believe, the the, the trans thing that, that comes from Pennsylvania who took his, her mother out of the nursing homes and then mandated that the nursing homes of Pennsylvania had to accept COVID positive or even people who are in remission from COVID and thereby killing more of that population. We got Governor Whitmer over in uh, Michigan who's coming under fire. She's being sued for the records because she doesn't want to release them. We also have the governor of New Jersey who's coming under fire for the same reason and then Minnesota was also added to that list recently. So we have about six states and, and California as well, where the governors are coming under fire for doing this malicious act against their own people, right? But this mRNA vaccine, which is not a vaccine at all. Like I said, it's gene therapy. Uh, it, it causes your body to accept the proteins that are synthesized by man Man has created these proteins that will go into your body, go into your blood, and cause your body to create COVID-19, so that thereby, your body can create the antibodies to kill COVID-19. How counterintuitive is that, guys? That is so counterintuitive. And then it leaves a protein marker inside your body that's COVID, a COVID protein marker, and that will open you up to... COVID round two, when we have the zombie apocalypse, right? Or whatever, because they've said, uh, this could also cause, uh, brain hemorrhaging, uh, things that are very reminiscent of mad cow's disease and stuff like that. So anyways, um... That's just something I had to say about COVID before I get off the air tonight, guys. Also, check us out at TikTok because if I don't get to do some stories here, I'll bounce off of some stories at our TikTok, and I do I do also run some headlines there as well. So, anyways, guys, it has been fun. It has been a great time. I'm very happy to be here on Foxhole with all of you guys, um, and I look forward to what's to come. Uh, We'll be here again tomorrow at the same time, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And we'll also have our first Q&A Holes live session with myself, Mr. W, and more of the fun characters that you'll get to meet here um, with us at Q&A Holes podcast. Again, I I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here with you guys. And I look forward to the family and the community that we will build with you guys as well. All right. So, uh, again, this is Mr. C for the C Report and Q&A Holes Network signing out. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. You will make America great again. and a watch From this way
0: forward, it's going to be
1: only America first. America 1st You Q&A, watch